okay. Okay. All right. It's happening, it's guys. It's happening a little later than usual, but yes. that's okay. But I have to say, I was fully anticipating my hair looking like a rack no, for this podcast. Good. My hair looks great. Oh, great. Right okay. Uh, just uh, the, the way it's happening, the color of it. Those of you not watching, you got to tune but into the YouTube and watch all, live. Do we not all agree that Matt Steele's hair looks generally the same every time you're no, here? No, every day is different. I every, don't it's, see it's, that. It's like how every Beyonce box is going to be different, but exactly the same. <laughs> you just know they're all going to be different, but the same. I mean, sure, but I, I just, well, I love that you love it. And I feel like that's what's most important. Like people don't know when you do things to yourself facially or like, oh, I made a different haircut, whatever. It's about how you feel. But it so. always drives me nuts when you're always like, oh, I look so awful today. And it's like, you look exactly the same. <laughs> but some days I do look awful. No, See, that's the thing. The like, you always have wonderful skin and your hair is always the length that it is. <laughs> sometimes it's a little too long, A. Uh, and B, sometimes the skin is not agreeing with me as much as I would like. The but skin always looks wonderful to that's me. That's very kind. And I appreciate it. And that's this is just the same. So I think uh, your hair always looks wonderful. What about my skin? Your skin looks good, too. But I was talking about your hair. We were, we were going you from were your totally hair. You totally going to ignore my skin just now. I didn't know. I had to I go really through every to... single body you part of yours. You know the regimen I do. <laughs> I the don't. acid I put on my face to peel my skin off. Because I just put the moisturizer on. That's all I got to do. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And we're being a little quiet today. We're yes. calling this the, our ASMR podcast yes, episode. very because, much so. Because we're recording this a little later. And so grandma and grandpa upstairs. <laughs> yes. uh, we don't want to wake them up. No. But you know what? We're doing it. We're here. This is like the live action version of Don't Wake Daddy. Remember that video game? Or not video game. That board game. The board game. Oh, yeah. Classic. If it was a video game, I never would have played. I don't think but I ever played, but those commercials <gasps> were never, thrilling. Oh, well, every game... <laughs> In the nineties was amazing. You were in. It was. I was in for every single board. And I, you know, I'm not a game girl, but every board game, mm. those commercials that were on Nickelodeon, they could make anything look thrilling. I mean, Sorry was great. Of all of those commercial, like the sh- games that like had a million commercials in the nineties, Sorry was my shit. Sorry was always okay to me. Oh, I loved. Not Sorry. my favorite. I loved Sorry. I don't know. What I was, was your favorite? I don't. I liked the more like a like a. Ooh, I loved the Goofy Golf Machine. What the hell is that? I, it was like this big. I loved the games where you needed to build a whole contraption, oh. and then like there was like one moment you. Were waiting for where you could just like make it all go off like mm. fireworks or something like um what's it called um uh the mouse escape whatever the mouse I don't know or uh, mouse trap I believe okay. the game was called. I believe you um there was also a great game called the uh, peanut panic game which mm. was like this little peanut machine wait what was the one where you shot like the balls at each other and it was kind of like you were playing air hockey but it was like little miniature marble sized balls it was like a, maybe space or I remember something like that airplane related I had one of those where it was kind of like a hockey thing like sort of like an air hockey thing but uh-huh. also once it went into the other person's goal it pushed a lever that um squirted the person with water oh wow <laughs> it was really cool that's fun well, i know that's that on that you know what i'm, I'm glad we had fun as children i mean that's basically the podcast for today we have I, to take the joy that we can get because yeah. sometimes the world doesn't give our us childhood joy were, they were great hey michael said have you seen my childhood? <laughs> it was great. Oh, and now our lives are shitty. Uh, they really are. Um, but Matt Steele, outside yes. of the news and the sadness that we will be discussing later, how was your week? You know, it actually was a really great week. Oh, that's good. You know, it's been a while since we've podcasted. And by a while, I mean like nine days. <laughs> right. Because we were podcasted early, the previous podcast, yes. and are podcasting a day late. This podcast. That's true. Um, in that time, I turned a new age. Mm, and happy um, birthday. Thank you so much. I had a couple people over and we ate some pizza. Also, my coworker bought me breakfast yes. in the morning. Thank got, you, Alicia. Thank you, Alicia. I got some boba throughout the day and then had boba delivered to me uh, by Matt Bridges, my friend. What and a thoughtful guy. And I was totally like, oh, when people come over, they'll like take a boba or something with 
with them and everything. Nope. <laughs> they all just left it at my place. So we I, did. Was, I just drank all that boba in a span of two days. Hey, good for you. And it was great. Hey, you know, I saved money on boba. Hey. And uh, so that was a very fun birthday. I had a lovely time. And then Monday, of course, it dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new song by Beyonce, mm-hmm. Break My Soul. Obviously, it's a classic. It's brilliant. It, God, it, what a song. I mean, what, it's a song. And also a song that gets better every time you listen to it. It really like, does. Like, I feel like it's becoming more anthemic the more I listen to it. Also, I just must point out that I believe Roxanne has pointed out that... Um, I don't know if it's Roxanne. The game is called Crossfire. <laughs> and I just Crossfire. Crossfire. Yes, it's a great game. It. I remember. Crossfire. Oh, what a theme song. Yeah. Almost as good as Break My Soul, <laughs> which is excellent and like Every time I listen to it, it feels more like a mantra to me, more anthemic. And even though the week has really tried us on that front about mm. breaking our souls, Beyonce still is having the soundtrack of the summer. I can't wait to see what the video is like. I hear rumors about dialogue in 10 minutes and all of this. So mm-hmm. everyone stay tuned. We're going to stay tuned. Hopefully we'll be able to react live with you. But I just the song is so already a classic. It's fantastic. Yes. And I also have started listening to Big Frida's because the song Explode oh, it was the sample. Yes. And I w- I've been listening to that song a lot. And wow. it's just like, this is fucking great. I mean, I Big Frida's this. amazing. Like, it's just like, it's just that inner, like, primal scream that you mm. always want to have when you're listening to music. It just feels so good. I love in your that. Soul, and it, it's building up my soul. It's not breaking my soul. Good. So, yeah, I, I've been listening to the Beyonce song on loop and just having a great time. What else did I do? I, I don't know. I hung out with my friend connor for a little bit oh yeah how's uh, he doing he's good Good. he uh he bought me some uh we love getting trashy food together so (laughs) we got we got some trashy food together great great time i don't know what else did i do i went to a baby shower oh uh, congratulations to that baby brian and oh right because i i was gonna go but i was out of town for a wedding yes because it was originally supposed to be june 12th that we were both supposed to go and uh then it was pushed back to june 26th then you couldn't go how was it it was lovely it was wonderful it was hosted by our friends jeff and gene and they had some wonderful baby games and everything and I won one of the games. What'd you win? I won um, Guess the Baby's Name game. Okay. Or like they had to pick um, which name they liked the best. Okay. And or they had to pick there was a pile of names we had to write down and everything and yeah. I, I just put Beyonce for a boy, Beyonce for a girl, and Beyonce for a non-binary child. Yes. And so I was like, oh, first thing I came up with. And so one of the prizes was, which name belonged to the most fashionable child? And they were, mm. of course, like, oh, whoever put in Beyonce, Beyonce, hello, Beyonce. Hello. And so my prize was a free COVID test <laughs> and some face wash and That's... a Kinder Egg and um, like a face mask that I put on my face yesterday. And that is why I look so incredible in this video. You, dude, did, did every winner get a free COVID test? Because they are very... COVID safe, which I no, appreciate. My, really? my prize was the only COVID wow. test. Wow, yeah. good for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Because that will come in handy. Yes. Because we're still not out of this. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? How was your trip? Give us all the details. Trip was great. So we went to uh, Reno, Nevada initially to visit uh, one of Jackson's high school friends, John. Uh, first time I had ever met John and met his lovely girlfriend, Tara. Had a great time. He was very kind to have us sleep over. And we met a 13-year-old dog that's his family dog, but he was taken care of. I think it goes back and forth from his parents' house and his house. Um, but that little dog Dog Chuki, I want to say, very Chuki. Uh, you know, has a, like 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 gets excited, wants to bark, but also has some like trachea issues. So oh. he would start barking and start coughing. It was very sad, but he seems like a happy young that man. That sounds like adorable. It was adorable, <laughs> and they feed. I hope him, it's not painful. I don't think it is. Okay. I don't think it is. And okay. they feed him a dried minnows. That's like one of the snacks they give Chuki. Dried minnows. They make, apparently they make like pet snack. Dried minnows. That and sounds very fancy. I, I don't know that it was. It but reminds it was, me of one time in lunch in elementary school. A mm. girl brought sardines Ooh. to lunch. And we were all just like, 
girl what is this and I was like she must be rich because I was like third grade or something like that and I was like oh she must be rich I love the idea of someone eating a food that like you wouldn't eat or don't know about it's just like they're rich well because like sardines like you always see in cartoons being like uh, like uh, eaten by like people at fancy parties or something like that I don't know if it's sardines I mean it's the thing is like as a child I always associated it with caviar okay yes and so that's why I always thought that like fish like party food was just always upper class. Interesting. Um, but no, we all went to the same elementary school. <laughs> we were all, you know, just regular folk well, in there, New Jersey. There you go. So after Reno, we were there for uh, 24 hours and then we um, picked up his sister from the airport. They were her sis- His sister and her husband were coming back from Alaska where his, her husband grew up and uh, we took them picked them up from the airport drove to Soda Springs uh, in California and uh, went to this very beautiful lodge where um, one of Jackson's childhood friends is getting married and they're a big adventurers so first the the next day we were on a uh, what I was told was a very uh, chill float down a river okay uh, <laughs> And so I was there. I didn't think to bring sandals because I'm like, if we're not going to get super wet, are we? I should have brought sandals. Mm. (laughs) Didn't bring sandals. And it wasn't bad, but I felt like we had a rambunctious person on our boat, at least initially, who wanted to start like splashing fights with other boats and like shooting like, you know, the water guns. And then whenever people would splash back, it would unfortunately hit me and this other girl. You were were caught in the crossfire. Crossfire. It's true. And I didn't deserve it. (laughs) But that man who I was not thrilled about initially uh, was actually wound up being lovely as the wedding weekend went on. He actually officiated the wedding and did a beautiful job. Not a dry in the house. It was truly a lovely ceremony. The lodge we stayed at was beautiful and had all of these different water features and our door didn't lock like it you'd close it you'd lock it and then you could just push it open oh isn't that nice that was a little nice but okay. no one you know no one broke in so i love that i still have my ipad i was most worried about my ipad you not feel about my ipad okay you were there with good people i hey. was there with good people so um it was just it was very fun and then um we drove up the um jackson's family went to like a family camp kind of thing and that was about an hour away from soda springs where we were so we went up and saw that camp and they had a lot of nostalgic memories and moments there we played some mini golf then traveled Traveled all the way to Sacramento to take the flight back here. Got landed at like 10. Oh, man. So you had to like fly. You had to drive from Reno to Sacramento. Uh, Well, not. Well, we drove from from, like Gray Eagle is what it's called to Sacramento. It was like a two and a half. That's not near Reno. Not. I mean, they were kind of coming from different directions, but it was. Yeah, it was a two hour drive. Two and a half hour drive. Okay, you should have stopped by a certain town in Nevada where, you know, the mayor. (laughs) I don't know exactly where that town is positioned, but I don't know if Mr. But hey, honestly, that mayor just liked my Instagram post today. So, Mr. Mayor, thank you. I'm glad he has time within his uh, mayoring to still like my stuff. This, by the way, if you haven't heard the past podcast, I dated a guy who's now the mayor of a city in Nevada. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess that is pretty much it. Um, And that is why we are here a little late tonight. Yes. Because you just came back today. I did just come back. And I was scheduled for work tonight, so I'm coming after work. Yes. I'm feeling a little greasy, but a little good. We're making it work. Greasy, but good. Um, Do we want to just... um, Nope. Okay. Well, let's go into the news. We don't want to, but I guess we should. 
I mean, only because it kind of ties into my week uh, when I woke up, I believe, the second day, or maybe it must have been the first day, and so does Springs. It's, of course, you know, a very joyous occasion. We're celebrating a wedding. These, you know, two adventure people found each other in Thailand and falling in love and all of this. I make the unfortunate choice to look at my phone and see that Roe v. Wade was overturned by the far-right extremist Supreme Court that we now have. And um, I... If you haven't noticed in the videos or in our podcast, I'm very bad at hiding my emotions. Mm-hmm. It is hard for me to feel the joy that I don't really feel. And I didn't want to bring down the mood of the, you know, there's so many people there. No one's going to notice how I'm feeling. But the first few hours of every day were just so heart-wrenchingly horrible because my view on like the rage that I feel, the fact that like this all could have been avoided if people just voted for Hillary, the fact that people said that we were overreacting when he became president about this specific event, even if you knew it was coming, which we all did at a point to see it enacted, to know that these people, three of whom have very credible sexual assault, you know, accusations against them being Donald Trump, uh, Clarence Thomas and Brett Kavanaugh. And five of whom were appointed by presidents who did not win the popular vote. Exactly. One of whom seat was literally stolen. That's the thing is like, I get, I understand people get mad at me when I, I understand why we all need to vote. Why we're all like, yes, this means we have to vote this November. But it doesn't stop the rage I feel because it's like we're playing a rigged game. Everything about this has been fake and a fraud and like nothing about this is fair. And so putting the onus back on the people and being like, OK, well, now we just have to like pull ourselves up. And like they've been working towards this for 50 years. But it's like the way they've been working towards it is by the most illegal and like unfair. Like the, None of what they've done has been the via the straight and narrow path, everything has been cheated. It's been a cheat. And now we're stuck in this situation that no one fucking wants. No one, like the percent of people that are for this is so fucking low compared to the people that are against it. It just makes me Mm. sick. And I'm so saddened for every woman, every person with a uterus who now doesn't get autonomy over their own bodies. Don't get to make choices over their own health. Literally so many people with uteruses will fucking die because of this decision. The fact that this was overturned, it just makes me want to hurl. I am disgusted. You look at nations worldwide, like France being like, oh fuck, we've got to codify this now. We don't want to end up like them. It's like, remember when growing up we were like, oh America's the best country in the world. And we're such a fucking embarrassment, a global embarrassment. And we are being held hostage by these people. I hope none of them ever have a day of peace in their fucking lives. It's it's just absolutely infuriating. And you're very lucky that you did have like other things that you were doing that could like distract you yes. from like not looking at your phone yes. all the time. I've just been like on my phone and like spiraling and just like having such horrible flashbacks of the horrible shit that was going on in like 2016, especially right. like the disinformation campaigns like right. to discourage people from voting in the future. Like it, it's just horrible to see again. I'm it, It's just, and the thing that's so frustrating is like the way that these people have rigged the system and, and, and cheated and everything is like the fact that it's not totally cheating. It's like they find like the loopholes right. that they can legally do that have. And the thing is it, it absolutely sucks. It absolutely sucks. I'm furious, but like eyes on the prize people, we have to do what we have to do. There are 
we need to flip two Senate houses at least mm-hmm. while also keeping all the senators that we already have. Right. Those, the best chances we have are the Wisconsin primary um, and or the Wisconsin um, Senate race, which they haven't had their primary yet. But the Pennsylvania Senate race, which uh, John Fetterman, if you're in Pennsylvania, you know to vote for him. Wonderful. Mm. Big, tall guy wears hoodies and shorts in the <laughs> middle of a blizzard. Sounds great. Great. There's Tim Ryan in Ohio. Please vote for him because you do not want J.D. fucking Vance Mm -hmm. to be the next senator of Ohio. That would be terrible. So I am I am taking breaths. I'm praying that there are Stacey Abramses in every state, in every town, in every neighborhood that can rally the people, build the coalition that we need to build and keep fighting. And then if things don't happen, keep fighting after that and keep fighting after that and keep fighting after that. Because the reason why this happened was because it was when Roe v. Wade was passed 50 years ago, the extremely, extremely anti-choice people were like, okay, we are going to fight for this tooth and nail brick by brick. And so as years have gone on, they voted and voted and voted for decades and decades and decades and worked and worked. And even knowing like, you know what, I may not be alive to see these results, but they fought for decades to mm. see this day happen. So we have to build the coalition. Could you and imagine fight and fight and fight? And it might take decades, people, but so buckle the fuck in. Thank you. Go to Brian Derrick's Instagram. I think it's Brian Derrick underscore, maybe underscore Brian Derrick. He made me feel a bit calmer. He's like, okay, what we do now, because like you said, it could take decades. What you do now, this is a state by state issue. So Mm -hmm. he's gone through all of the governors, all of the attorneys general, the people that like on the state level can make these decisions and is like these, this is how you donate to their campaigns. This is who you need to be, you know, making sure people know about making sure people vote for these specific people when the statewide elections, because it's like, all right, that makes things a little clearer and a little less like horrifying to me to be like, okay, we're just refocusing where our, you know, pro-choice efforts are going for the current moment. And I, I, it's hard to not let the rage consume you. I understand it. I understand that the fact that they are doing the rigging in the most legal of ways the Democrats won't do. And I, that upsets me, but that's what's happening. And we have to deal with what's happening, what's happening in front of us. We have to come together on the left because so many people are like, this person's not left enough. This person's too left. I will not vote it's for them because they're not following exactly what I believe. We can't do that. There's so many people that are aligning with racists and white supremacists that probably aren't even just because they want a fucking tax cut and they don't care how to get it. They don't care who they fucking stomp on to do it. They don't care that their values don't align 100% because they're focusing on their single issue. We have to focus on our single issue. Literally, this whole like past couple of days has just been nothing but the song Your Fault from Into the Woods where they're all <laughs> screaming, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault, mm. it's your fault. And it's just like, y'all, I am the witch and I am like... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and and you we need to come together to do this fight thing because there are 48 Democrats in the Senate who are fighting for this. There are two that are pains in the asses that mm. aren't well, I'm not going to bring them up. <laughs> but there are people who are fighting for us and we just need to elect more. And that means voting in all of your local elections specifically because that is something that Republicans are very, very good at always Mm. doing. And that is something that our side, for some reason, people get lazy about and they take it for granted, especially if they live in blue states. Because I think people just think, A, I live in a blue state, so it doesn't affect me. And B, the world will always just like vaguely become more progressive as we move through time. Mm -hmm. And this proves if we don't 
pay attention, if we don't fight tooth and nail every single time, that's not always going to I mean, it's case. literally the most famous quote from like Benjamin Franklin. Like he walked out after signing the Declaration of Independence or mm. concept. I forget which one. <laughs> I forget which document. <laughs> but they were like, well, so what do we have? Do we have a, a democracy or do we have a whatever? And he said, a democracy if you can keep it. Well, motherfuckers, we have to work to keep it. It's just how it is. We have to do it. And I beg of all of you to please, please, please be aware of the material that you engage with yes. on social media. Especially right now, emotions are very high. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Try to make sure you find your sources. And they are targeting young people to discourage young people from voting. Yes. I, there are TikTokers who are just actively like making these videos saying these things that aren't true, that are. I saw a TikTok video of a young person uh, saying like, oh, well, you know, Joe Biden can veto this Supreme Court decision. And it's like, no, he can't. <laughs> right. like, he can't. Like, like there That's are people who are trying to spread this mi- misinformation and and to discourage people from voting. Mm-hmm. And so we cannot be discouraged from voting. And no matter how angry you are, anything online that discourages people from voting, even if like you're really angry and you want to just like it because you're feeling discouraged, everything you like gets posted on everyone who it follows, follows you's feed. timeline. Yeah. And even if you still plan to vote, there are probably some dum-dums who follow you who are easily swayed by seeing those tweets. So do, even if, obviously I'm sure everyone listening plans to vote <laughs> and everything, but do not be the thing that stands in the way of people spreading good information and right information right. and information that encourages people to vote. We yes. saw what happens when people are encouraged to vote. We saw what happened when Stacey Abrams took such control over Georgia and really was just like, this is going to be my mission to get more people to vote in Georgia right. and get them access to polling stations and everything. And look at what happened. Georgia turned blue in all accounts. And so it's we just need to keep doing that and doing that and doing that. Right. And it's not to say that you don't have a right to be angry. It's not to say that you it's don't have a... It's frustrating. It's frustrating. frustrating. And it's not to say that there are people that are not actively working against you and us. There are people trying to gerrymander everything so that we, the people who like won't even have access to And them, you want to you know, know I mean? how they were able to gerrymander all these states and everything? Because Republicans voted in local elections. Right. And they voted for the people who gerrymander those states. Right. But it's still... I mean, but it's like... It's fucked up. I understand it. I understand that we do need to vote. I get more angry and frustrated than I believe Matt Steele does. <laughs> Just in the like the fact that we're here, the fact that it feels so rigged, the fact that we are being held hostage feels and the fact that we have voted but we're still going to be hearing the echoes of this Trump presidency forever because those fucking that year people didn't. It like makes me sick. It even though we have the majority in all branches of government at the moment, the fact that we don't can't seemingly do anything is very frustrating and I think that is a valid feeling. But when it comes time what we can do make your voice heard donate to these campaigns go to the streets protest feel every feeling and then when it's time to vote vote we should be putting pressure on the people in power to do whatever they can i believe aoc has a very good thread about that the people who can do anything should be doing anything pulling every lever that's available i agree but as of right now we also need to think what we can do what actions we can take and that's what we're doing 
All right. <laughs> Pod Save America right here. I mean, exactly. Watch out, girls. I mean, We're coming. I, I am just <laughs> exhausted emotionally and I physically. Know. But you know what? I got a cute little kitty cat on my shirt. You and look I'm just adorable. looking forward. Yes. And trying to be optimistic because if I allow myself to give into the despair, I will crumble. No, we will not do that. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to go over some news. Some idiots. stupid news. Let's go over some stupid news. we've done the news. That's real. We're doing news for idiots. Mariah was at the BET Awards. Oh my God. She was so good. <laughs> she was so fucking good. She's just stood there. She walked a couple steps forward. <sighs> did her thing. I, okay. So if you didn't watch the BET Awards, Lotta performed, I believe it was a medley of It's Given and, and she get into Big Energy Remix and it opens with a uh, young Dirty Bastard, who I guess is ODB's son, who was a hip hop artist now. And I doing, did not know that. Yes, that's I who that not, was. That's very cute. And he was doing the, you know, yo, New York in the house, you know, Mariah on fire rap from fantasy before she went into big energy. And then she's rapping along to the big energy remix. And it's like, she goes, y'all ain't gonna believe this. And you could just hear the excitement in her voice. And she goes, got Mimi on the remix. And then of course a silhouette of Mariah appears windswept. And like she turns into several million butterflies. I know the explosion of butterflies. (laughs) And then the screen lifts up and she walks out. Well, is is walked out. Walked out by many men. (laughs) Yes. And she comes out, she sings. And by walking means, she took two steps of course but it was the most beautiful they were the most beautiful steps you've ever seen she sings the shit out of that verse it is not the same vocal from the album version of big energy remix anyways <laughs> she sounds amazing she hits every high note my favorite part of the whole performance is there's a moment where she goes in she's doing the ad libs over the chorus and she's kind of looking a lot of like okay bitch do your part <laughs> And she like waves that. at I her. That. It's so fucking funny. She does such an amazing job. And Lotto literally gives her flowers. The fact, you know what? I'm going to say something. When Lotto first sampled this song and like would tweet things about like, you know, Mariah sampled this, blah, blah, blah. And like would say shit about like, I don't know, just didn't seem that respectful, respectful of Mariah from a lamb perspective. She has more than made up for it for how they have been once they've started collaborating. The fact that she brought Mariah out, got that standing ovation, which you sometimes you, I watch old Mariah Carey performances from like award shows back in the day when she was like singing her fucking face off and people just sit there and like roll their eyes and like barely clap. It's like, did you just hear that? Yeah. So the fact that she's finally getting what she's always deserved, the, the flowers literally and figuratively, it was a joyful moment. I watched it like I, we were waiting for our plane when this happened. I'm just on my phone just like rewatching this like 50 seconds of Mariah Carey. And you're like, this is my only source of happiness and right now. Please. It really, it brought me through. Yeah. <laughs> it really brought me through. Through the rain, hey, as some might say. We can make it through the rain. All right. What other piece of news happened? Okay. So apparently company is closing. I know. After all those times. But going on tour. So there's going to be a tour. So it's going to be more accessible to the rest of the country. We love accessibility. Um, Also, Broadway is losing its mask mandate. That's yes, saying July 1st. Making masks optional for attendees this July. How do you feel about this? Uh, As our well, theater correspondent. Well, the thing is, like, I don't think um, equity was, like, brought into the, the discussion about this. So I know Actors' Equity is very upset about it. But mm. I don't know if, like... Like legally, they were like needed to be. I, mm. I don't, but I, I can understand why they're mad. Obviously, right? You know, I, I really can't say. I, it's been forever since I've been in a show. Yeah. I do not know the 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 risk that is involved yeah. right now. Um, I do know that actors are very very upset about it. I mean, mm. and you know, I, I completely understand it and everything. I theater is kind of like the last big event that. Um, 
is that does still have mask mandates and mm-hmm. everything. So they were the ones to hold out the longest. But I understand why that is so because like it's not like a concert where it's like, okay, we have one night of a thousand people and right. then it's it. It's like, no, it's like a thousand new people every, every night. night. So like that I can understand why it's definitely the last one to keep the mask mandate. Totally. Um yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about I mean we knew that it would come eventually. Yeah. Um I really don't know if it's too soon or not. I do know that when we see Moulin Rouge yes, on, Thursday, on Thursday, I believe I will be wearing my mask. And we want to thank so. the people at the Moulin Rouge and the Pantages for reaching out to us and allowing us to go to this show that uh, I was going to anyways in a month or so. So I'll be seeing oh, you twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm going with Jackson then, but we're going with Janie. Who are you bringing? Do you know? I don't know. I haven't asked anyone. Oh, you got to ask someone. I know. I completely forgot. Oh, I bought. <laughs> I got like two tickets yes, offered you did. to me. Uh, so I don't know. I'll I'm excited it out, about guys. that though. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. And thank you so much. Moulin Rouge. Yes. We appreciate it. Oh, and sorry, one more point about the BET Awards. Brandy came out with Jack Harlow and did her like part of her remix to uh, First Class. Loved that. Yeah. I, another thing I will say about company closing, I know a lot of people are very upset about it. And of course, it, it is very upsetting like when a show closes and you want it to stay. But they're also for years especially on like Twitter and social media um, among theater people was this push to, Oh, we want theater to be more accessible to everyone, to mm-hmm. everyone, to everyone. And mm-hmm. a national tour does that. Like That's a national true. tour Very makes true. this production of company more accessible to everyone. And so I, I, even though, you know, I feel bad for the Broadway cast that they are losing a job. There's going to be a tour that's going to give a bunch of people a job and, and mm-hmm. people across the country are all going to be able to see this production. So, so you know, it's, you know, you chop off a, a, a limb to grow a new foot. I don't know. Ooh. That's a new phrase. I, I don't that know I that phrase. <laughs> I love that. For, Guys, I just got out of work. And know, my brain we've is had fried, a long, but. long time, a long day. Um, I don't know how important this is, but it's just weird. Um, Sean Mendez is starring as the voice of Lyle Lyle Crocodile in uh, the Lyle Lyle Crocodile film. We love it when people get work. We love supporting <laughs> the economy. We I, do. I'm yeah, hey, more more acting work than I've booked so far <laughs> this month. So uh, congratulations I, to Sean. I just love when things happen that seem like Thirty Rock sketches. And I saw a tweet <laughs> that was just like uh, Jack Donaghy being like Liz or Lemon. We got. Sean Mendez for the crocodile. That's <laughs> just so like, funny. of course, of course. The next piece of news I found shocking. Okay. Chris oh, Brown's. I just looked at it. New video. Mm. W.E. Mm-hmm. Short for Warm Embrace. Also is, a Madonna movie. W.E. Oh, yes. Also yeah. true. Um, was released. And the fact that we're talking about it means that something horrible is attached to it that I actually care about because in no other world would I be talking about Chris Brown. It stars. Our person we've been rooting for. <laughs> person we have been making videos about when people made fun of this girl for not putting out an album because it's been 900 years since motivation it stars normani as like the sexy love interest i don't think she sings on the song which honestly is like she doesn't even sing on it no she's not even making money on this song that's the thing i'm like like would that have been better if she would have at least have gotten something from this got something real no she's like the video girl in it she's the video girl oh they could have gotten anybody to do that (sighs) yeah but it's like, oh, Norm- but it's like, Normani, we are rooting for you. We have tried so hard to be like, you could be the next big thing. This song is great. And even when the songs maybe do not as well as some would hope, we want good things for you. Why would you do this to us? Why do you not care about us? Do you not know how many gays who ride for Rihanna, millennial gays our age, who ride for Rihanna, love you and want you to do well? And you're going to do this? 
and I get it. Like this, Chris Brown has had a career since all of that has happened, but not really a mainstream pop one, and not one that I've paid attention to because fuck that guy, and not really one that like your hardcore stands really follow. Because no. I feel like a lot of your hardcore stands, Normani, are you know the gays and the girls, absolutely, all of whom are mad at Chris Brown because so, this was just a bad bad idea and like look I get it Rihanna has publicly forgiven Chris Brown uh-huh. I mean, you, I'm sure or I hope he's gone to some therapy I all pray. that stuff I pray I, I hope he has changed his ways and everything but this was a bad idea disgusting I, I, I'm so sorry I'm sorry too <laughs> yeah, like I, this is just like why why um, Man, you could have been in the studio recording your album that yes, day. Yes, you could have been. And, and instead, this is what you're doing to spend your time. And like, what like, what do you want us to feel about this? I have to move on. Um, Elon Musk's daughter has applied to legally change her name as she wants to nothing to do with her father. Okay. Uh, yeah. Elon Musk has a trans daughter and she's applied to legally change her name because she no longer wants to live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. Her mother is Justine Wilson, who divorced Musk in 2008. Well, man, I'd like what what is he like as a father? I, I want to know. I mean, I hear his practices at Tesla are very racist. So maybe racist. <laughs> I, 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 he's racist against his own daughter. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I mean, the same race. Well, he's very much. Um, like I voted Democrat all my life, but now I'm voting oh, Republican. Yeah, he's one of those people who's like, ooh, you know, like I'm red an wave. independent thinker. And like the red waves are coming. Ooh, so yeah, I don't have I, time for that. Thank you. We're voting blue. Thank you. Could you imagine having a trans daughter and voting against her interests in oh such God. a violent way? Like gross. That man's gross. And his fucking fake hair is gross. Don't like him. Um, apparently there's a movie's Disney Strange World is going to feature a gay lead. Cool. Love that. Oh, revealed that uh, Jabuki Young White's character, Ethan Ethan Clade, is openly gay and has a crush on another boy, Diazzo. Who's playing Diazzo? I don't know. I'll play Diazzo. You got to get in there. I got to get in there. I feel like you'd be great. Ring, ring. Hello. (laughs) Hello, hello. Just call up Disney. Normani can get in for a Chris Brown video. I can get an audition for... For Diazzo. I feel like those are two separate worlds. <laughs> <laughs> One is bottom of the barrel. Apparently, Lil Nas X, speaking of the BET Awards, um, he was very oddly completely shut out of all nominations for the BET Awards mm-hmm. this year. Jack Harlow got nominated. I don't know if for his part in Industry Baby, but like the biggest thing Jack Harlow put out in the past year was Industry Baby. And also that song, Call Me By Your Name, like... He had multiple, countless hits, Lil Nas X did. And then, so, Lil Nas X's new single begins with Fuck BET, Fuck BET for this reason. And apparently BET had some response being like, oh, I have uh, always, you know, we've always supported Lil Nas X. He was welcome on our stage last year and he would, of course, be welcome again. And then um, someone in his team put out this uh, about from, I think, Lil Nas X. My relationship with BAT has been painful and strained for quite some time. I didn't start with this year's nominations like most people might think. They did let me perform on their show last year, but only after I gave assurances that I was not a Satanist or a devil worshiper and that my performance would be appropriate for their audience. How do you give an assurance of that? I don't know. Like, uh, he could lie. In the team, <laughs> like, be, at some point after Montero got off stage, one of the BET producers came up to me, and before I could even open my mouth, he looked at me and said, that was really fucked up. This is after Lil Nas X kissed a 
male dancer. Oh, well, it happened. It's just like, guys, is this what we're doing? Like Lil Nas X is one of the biggest black performers around. And you're going to go out of your way just to find a straighter person who's not even black to award and give a platform to. And like good for Jack Harlow for wearing a Lil Nas X t-shirt on the red carpet. Loved it. Don't have any bad things to say about him. But like this whole BT's whole point of like, oh, well, no one cheers louder for Lil Nas X than us. It's like, that's a fucking lie. You need to get your homophobia in check because it's bullshit. It's so done and tired and over. And like, I need to look back, but I believe BT never nominated Pose for anything. I just feel like there's so much bullshit with BT where it's like, can I, I would like to root for you. I'd like to watch that weird College Hill reality show that's coming on with Nene starring and like Lamar Odom, but I can't now. Like, don't do this. Like, you just brought on Mariah, and that's a great thing, but this is some fucking bullshit. Um, and then lastly, Olivia Rodrigo saying fuck you with Lily Allen and dedicated it to the uh, five Supreme Court justices. That's right, girl. Let the young people know. Let exactly. the young people know. She's like, these are our enemies. And she made it very clear. She said all of them by name and then said, we hate you. <laughs> Before going into the Lily Allen classic fuck you, uh, which was at the time about George W. Bush. But there will always be some disgusting, vile people that we hate in politics. What are you going to say? As long as Olivia Rodrigo is letting the, letting yes. the kids know. Tell the kids. The, tell the kids. Because we don't like that. Tell the kids. All right. Is there any other news for idiots this week? I don't think so. I'm exhausted so. and I want to cry and <laughs> go to bed. On that, we'll take a break and we'll be, we'll be right back with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Guys, we made it back. It's true. We're back. We did not, in fact, go to sleep in depression. <laughs> we came back. We're so brave. What we always must do. Go back and go back and go back and keep fighting. Anyway, <laughs> yes. this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Or if you are watching this on YouTube, which I hope you are so you could see my hair, um, <laughs> then you can comment below, ask us a question, and we might answer it. We just So one question comes to us from Maxwell. Maxwell says, a Beyonce summer. Matt's. First of all, happy birthday, Matt Steele. Thank you. Hope you had a wonderful time celebrating nobody else but you. As we are all well aware, it is a Beyonce summer now thanks to Act One Renaissance. Well, it's also Arena summer, but that's beside the point. Stream this hell if you aren't already, listeners. Break My Soul in the first few hours of release has already became a staple in the summer playlist, and my anticipation could not be higher, which got me thinking, Matt's. What is your ranking of Beyonce's lead singles? Wow. I know it's like choosing your children. I just have to know. It really is like choosing children. <laughs> it is. It's like, whoa. Okay, whoa. what are we calling the lead single on? Tell self-titled. Self-titled. Because it was EXO was Drunk released to pop and Drunken Love was released to uh, like urban. Yes. And or same switch, went to uh, If I Were a Boy and Single Ladies. Oh, really? Yes. I just thought it was If I Were a Boy. No. It was oh, that makes choice. things harder because If I Were a Boy is dead last to me. <laughs> my least favorite lead it might, how can I mean, it not be i don't hate if i were a boy like if people do it's just like i every time i listen the thing is like it's nice she sounds nice it's a pleasant song yeah every time i listen to it i'm like will i like this more will i see what other people saw in this song and i'm just like nah <laughs> i think the only thing that brings it down for me is sierra had a song that was out at around the same time called like a boy that's excellent <laughs> okay if our boy is good uh, it might be last for me i would say just knee jerk reaction. I might put Crazy in Love number one. Okay. Or er, Deja Vu and Crazy in Love tied for number one. Oh. I fucking love Deja Vu. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Trying to think. Trying to think. 
Um, Drunken Love, XO. Okay. Um, what songs am I missing? Uh, you're missing four Run the World Girls, which I know you're not a huge fan That's of. That's probably less. <laughs> if I were a boy? I think I'd put it below if I were a boy. <sighs> I would put uh, Formation somewhere around there. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Break uh, My Soul. Break My Soul was under the... the, the yeah, it's put... What I say? Crazy in Love, Deja Vu. Um, what was the, the next one? Uh, you, I think you said Drunken Love. Drunken Love. Then XO. I did. would put Break My Soul over XO. Then it gets back... Then it's other things... Single ladies, uh, if I were a boy, run the world. Where would you put formation in this? Somewhere after that. That's, we <laughs> can't. After, we we only have what? so much time. We only have so much time. What would your list be? Okay, so um, bottom is if I were a boy, <laughs> then I would put Run the World Girls. Okay, uh, above that. Yes, and then which is you know a nice Beyonce song. Hey, yeah, hey. Yeah. but like you know should have been end of time. Yes, sure. Yes. Um, then I would put, and I love it, but then I would put Break My Soul. I think there's a big gap between Break My Soul and um, uh, Run the World. Run the World. You'd put, I'm surprised. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. If we're counting single ladies too, I would put single ladies above Run the World and then Break break My Soul. And there's a big jump. Okay. Yes. There's a big, big, single ladies is in between two big jumps, I would say. Mm. Because I do have respect for single ladies because that video is iconic. Of course. Changed a lot of things. Um, Break My Soul. And then above it, I think I would put Deja Vu. Because I I love Deja Vu. a little low, but I love Deja Vu. But... I have to say, out of all the songs on B-Day, there are others that I would make the first single. Like, Get Me Bodied, of course. to me, would have been the superior first single choice on that album. So that's the only reason why I'm ragging Deja Vu. A little You're putting low. Formation over Deja Vu. Well, uh, then I would put... Then I would put XO above Deja Vu. Okay. Uh, then I would put... <clears throat> then I would put Drunken Love over okay. XO. And then I would put... Um, then I would put Crazy in Love... <gasps> And I would say Formation is Beyonce's best lead single. Whoa. Just because, okay, like, it is very chanty. I know you love a melody moment, which Crazy in Love moment. really has. And Crazy in Love is just such a classic It's a classic piece, piece of, of music. music. But Formation, to me, is her number one lead single because it, A, it is just a... It, it is just a brilliant, brilliant start to mm. an era. It is so evocative. It, it is. It just rips into your heart and rips it out of your chest. It it was so shocking at the time. It is Beyonce in her zenith because mm. this is the first lead single after self titled. Right, that's this true. Is the height of her career, I yeah. believe. Okay, and so, and formation was just the political aspect of formation. That music video, just the second she says, "I got hot sauce in my bag," <laughs> swag. The the yes. culture of it was the moment where you realized that Beyonce dictates the culture. And she did it not through a whole album, which she did with self-titled, but she Mm. did it through a song. And I just think it was just such a huge, huge moment in pop culture that I I have to give it the number one spot. Wow. With Crazy in Love, I think, being the second one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, the thing is, if Get Me Bodied was the lead single, Get Me Bodied would be number one. (laughs) That's the thing is, you are considering the cultural impact, which I appreciate. Yes. I am just going strictly song for song. Yes. And I understand. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not, am I missing a song here? I'm trying to get my list together just so I can make sure it's right. Um, 
the thing with for, uh, formation that you were very hesitant on when you first heard it, like yes. you, of course you were very excited and you were very much like, this is crazy and she's so good at her job and everything. But you were a little nervous because it, it did have a 7-Eleven-ish feel. It did. And you were not a huge 7-Eleven uh, person. But then after a while you realized like, oh no, this is way better than 7-Eleven. <laughs> it definitely is way better. Which 7-Eleven is very fun. It is fun. But it is, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. It's yeah. not real. It's fun. Um, <laughs> like it's more than real, but like. Number one. Deja vu, crazy in love. Okay. Number two, drunk in love. Number three, break my soul. Number four, XO. Five, formation. Six, single ladies. Seven, if I were a boy. Dead last, by a lot. Run the world. I do not like that song. I you really don't. I, I don't. I, I don't. I've un- never liked it. <laughs> to me, like I love it, and I think it's very fun, and it's very Beyonce and everything. But to be like the first single yeah. on that great album, Love is on Top, kind of End crazy. of Time, School and um, Life. Like there are many options that you get a giant hit, and Run the World just wasn't it for me. But. I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. Yes. And, and even some- though we may disagree, we are still voting in the same direction. And that is for Beyonce. <laughs> yes. Even though we may disagree about tiny details. At one point, at some point, we're going to have to do this with our albums after Act One comes I out. I know. That'll be tough. I know. It's going to be really exhausting. <laughs> I but, know. Um, we have to do what we have to do. And the thing is, like, all of these songs are great. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> Absolutely. They are. They if are. I were a boy. But, <laughs> but all uh, of these You really songs think If great. I Were a Boy is worse than Run the World? I enjoy listening to Run the World more. As okay. far as songwriting goes, I, the thing is, if I were a boy, it's just like, man, these these verses don't even rhyme. <laughs> like, what is this? I really just don't love If I Were a Boy. I'm wow. so sorry, Beyonce. I'm so sorry. Wow. Otherwise, you are perfect. To quote, to quote New York, I'm so sorry, Beyonce. I'm so sorry, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um, okay, so we got another question from our uh, dear listener, Brayden, who also just commented a really lovely comment on one of our videos by the way. Yes, Brayden is so sweet every single time uh, he leaves a comment for us. absolute king. So Um, lovely. uh, Brayden says, urgent email, my heart, glory by Brittany, that this is urgent. Mm, Uh, Hey, Matt, Matt, hope y'all are having a lovely week. It's summer, so that's the time I annually go through Brittany's discography. I have been listening to many podcasts and people who talk about Brittany, not you guys, more specifically Brittany stands, and glory never comes up. And there, Britney stands. How dare you? Yeah, how doesn't um, it? I rewatched your video on it, and I'm curious to know if your opinions on the album are still the same, i.e., it being Britney's ray of light. I still love the album, but it seems very, very underrated. Thank you guys so much. P.S. Matt Steele, do you feel like you jinxed us by saying <laughs> if, if this this was Britney's last album? I hope I didn't. Um, P.P.S. Matt Palmer, thank you for Matt Steele's haircut. It looks so good now, especially comparing it to back then. <laughs> Matt Steele, you better thank him. Oh, when people go back and comment on our really old videos, I'm like, turn that off. <laughs> Listen. Like, guys, we should, you shouldn't be watching that. Listen, my Listen. old hair was cute and quirky. It was. And, and it Brayden, was... you are lucky you left us that really nice comment. <laughs> and it, there was a time and a place for it. There was a time and a place for it. And then I, I, I rode the wave a little too long. <laughs> I will agree with that. I didn't say that. But the thing is, like, it's like making a huge change like that. Is, it's, it takes, it's hard. I'm a very pragmatic person yes. when it comes to making life decisions. Yes. So I thought about all options and, and you know, I did what I had to do. <laughs> and you look um, great. Thank you. Now to answer okay. your question, um, Glory is still fantastic. <laughs> like, it really is. Like it is, it is to me like if I were ranking Britney albums, to me it is number three. I would say. I think it's what is number blackout. What's number two for you in blackout the zone? Number two is in the zone. Yeah, I think you put Femme Fatale over Glory. Last time I talked to you, and then you put Glory as number four. This was a conversation we had a while ago. Interesting. I don't know that I would do that now. Okay. I don't know. I might have the same top three as you in the zone. Okay. I feel like is her 
like those three albums feel like the most her to me, like the most creative control she had, even though blackout it's like, she didn't want to talk about what was really going on. Like I, whenever I listen to the Nicole Sch- or not Nicole Scherzinger song, the Pussycat Dolls song "Happily Never After" that Neo wrote for Britney, and apparently she wrote he wrote it for the Blackout Sections. It was about a divorce, leaving a ring behind, all this stuff. And Britney would have sounded great on it. It's like right in her range. I kind of wish she had done it, but then it's like, but I also get going through all of that and like just being, wanting to have a wall to wall party album, and like wouldn't change a note on Blackout, obviously, but especially Glory and in the zone feel like they come from her creatively so specifically Mm. and i think in the zone a little bit more so than glory but you can just feel her heart and like her taste all over those three albums yeah and i think the thing that you say in glory that always have has stuck with me Mm. is so much of glory was written by julia michaels like collaborated with julia michaels and justin tranter yes obviously i mean like they're the queen they are the rogers and hammerstein of pop music (laughs) today ladies and gentlemen it's true um and so you say in our glory review video you were just like at the end of the day this is just great pop music like she's not trying to change the system she's not trying to revolutionize anything like she is these songs are all just great quality writing like from top to bottom, they are all just great. And so to me, I just have such a respect for that. This is someone who was just like, I want to just put out great songs. Like right. Songs where the writing is really just good. And I'm Britney Spears. So I can like oh, put me on this. I absolutely think glory deserves more of its flowers just because, you know, it would kind of got the short shrift at RCA at the time. Like she didn't have a lot of singles. It didn't get the promotion. It there deserved. was the drama around the first video, which was apparently like, yes, a, 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 like they, re, they shot something in the drama around the cover. Like, I feel like if she was able to release glory outside of her conservatorship, it would have been a very different story. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, we all wonder, will she ever do another one? I think it'll probably be a while from now, but, I still do have a part of me that thinks she will. If she doesn't and doesn't want to, I would never want her to. But if I were a betting man, I would bet she would oh, at some point. I could see that. And that right? will be huge. I like that wait. will be uh, uh, like, I, oh my God. I know. Oh my God. I know. Uh, Brittany, if you're <laughs> listening, Matt Palmer has songs for you. That's true. <laughs> um, um, so, so this, I guess this can lead into giving me moments, but this is also an email that we got from Claudio. It says, I want to dance in the middle of a gay bar. Yes. Hey, Matt, I just listened to the new Muna, Munia, Muna single, M-U-N-A. Muna. Muna. Yes. They're a group. Yes, they were uh, the ones who did the Sometimes cover in Fire Island. Oh, yes. okay. I just listened to the new Muna single, and I can't believe I'm witnessing history. If the world is correct, this will be the dancing of my own this decade. Wow. Um, and the song is called What I Want, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, so I was like, you know what? Ooh. I'm, I'm going to check the title name. <laughs> yes, What I Want. Um it's fucking fantastic. Is it and really? It's one of the things that was giving me moments this wow. week. The chorus. I is need to just, listen. It, it just, I listened to the chorus and I'm just like, I have not heard a chorus like this in a new song in so long. It wow. Felt, and the fact that the chorus was so good and just like really going for it melodically and then repeats again. <laughs> like they do the chorus twice. Right. Like so often we listen to like a song and the chorus happens and then it goes into the next verse and we're like, I wish I, they repeated that. I know, that. I miss that chorus. <laughs> they give us this. They give us this. The song is great. Wow. And so I'm excited to listen to the rest of their discovery because I like that Sometimes cover. Sometimes cover is great. So uh, I loved that. Another thing that was giving me moments yes. this week. Um, 
the new Rina Sawayama song. I need to listen to that too. Because you were traveling. You have an excuse. It's true. Well, it's a reason, not an excuse. (laughs) Okay. That's what I'll say about that. It's great. She is, her. it's so big and expansive and beautiful and glorious. And her voice, she's like in head voice for like a lot of the chorus. Mm. But it it sounds so full and rich and beautiful while still sounding poppy. Like, it's a great song. Wow. Rina Sawayama just knows how to, to quote Matt Palmer in the Glory video, the review video, this is just great pop music. Yes. She knows how to make great pop music. And I'm so excited to hear the rest of the album. It's a disgrace that we have to wait until September or I whenever. I know. It's too um, long. Girl, just drop it now. Let's go. We're ready. <laughs> like, we might not have a country in September. Like, Truly. let's go. No, we will, because we'll vote. Anyway. Right. <laughs> and another thing that was giving me moments was I was very lucky to be a guest on uh, the podcast, What Were We Watching? Yay. Uh, again, I was, I've been a guest before, and we were both guests together. Yes. Um, it's a podcast hosted by our friends Eric and Cam, and uh, they talk about uh, movies and television of our past, like in the 90s and everything, and the, the nostalgia of it and going back and watching them again as adults and seeing what we've learned and everything. The episode we were on together was debating what was better between Spice World and Glitter. Yes. It's a very tumultuous episode, I must <laughs> say. But I got to be a guest again, uh, this time talking about one of my favorite comedy movies starring one of my favorite actors of all time, Martin Short. Mm. It's a movie called Clifford, and it is a... You feel like it's an SNL sketch movie, except (laughs) it was never an SNL sketch. It's about Martin Short plays a uh, 10-year-old boy who is Hmm. um, a sociopath, and he's obsessed with dinosaurs, (laughs) and he basically uh, gets trapped in L.A. with his uncle, who promises to take him to Dinosaur World. His uncle breaks that promise, and uh, Clifford goes insane and ruins the uncle's life. And (laughs) it's it's And just getting the chance to go back and watch this movie that I watched all the time as a kid and just seeing it as an adult and seeing the how the comedic beats work and how the spatial comedy works in so many of the shots and everything. Mm. And just Martin Short's brilliance and Charles Grodin's brilliance. He plays this curmudgeon uncle who just plays off of Martin Short so, so brilliantly and just watching it again. Like I hadn't seen it in like a decade and a half, maybe in full and just seeing it again. I just warmed my heart, especially because it was during hard times. (laughs) Yes. And just, I, I, I can't say enough great things about it. Everyone check it out. It was a huge flop in 1994, (laughs) like huge flop. And not because it was bad. Like everything about it is great. Like the comedic elements are incredible and the plot of the story is really great. Everything is like hit. It's just, it's kind of an uncomfortable watch Mm. because it goes along with, we talked about it in what were we watching? It, it fits the same like type of movie as like that were big back then, like problem child Mm -hmm. and um, uh, home alone where it's like the cute rambunctious kid who like really like tortures the adults and everything. But instead of it being played by a cute kid, it's played by a, a creepy 40 something year old Martin Short. That is a little creepy. And, and yeah. So it's like, there's something that's like deeply unsettling about this character, which is why I think a lot of people couldn't handle it as in the nineties. Right. Like when it came out, they were just like, this is horrible. We hate this. But it's just like, no, it's actually fucking brilliant. So, Check out the movie and I can listen to the the podcast. What yes. we're watching if you want to hear me talk about it in depth and gush about it for like over an hour because. And I, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that guy? Honestly. If you love me on this podcast, check me out. Do it on all the other podcasts. <laughs> um, well, for me, since no one's going to ask, uh, what gave Matt Palmer? <laughs> yes. What was giving you a moment oh, this week? You since so you just came up with it right now, it's fresh <laughs> in your mind. 
I must say, if you've been, if you're a Housewives person, you've been paying attention. You have known that the Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip Two, ex Housewives ex Wives Club was coming out for a long time. You knew the cast, and you probably were like, "Oh, great, Phaedra, Jill, Vicky, Tamra, Dorinda." Um, I feel like I'm missing someone. And then you probably looked and were like, Eva? Because <laughs> Eva was on, and she, as much as I loved her on um, America's Next Top Model, she was not like the best housewife of all time. In fairness, she was also pregnant like every single season she was on, which just like limits you a little bit. You can't really get crazy and drink, whatever, do what you want to do. Um, Eva is a shining light on this ex-Housewives edition, and also just this concept of the show. They're bringing on all of these former housewives who got fired from their respective franchises. They all meet up uh, in Dorinda's house in the Berkshires for a week, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. They, like, have these, like, planned games and events and things, but, of course, it's more about them interacting and, you know, meeting each other where they are and talking about their time on the show and, like, why they were fired and all this stuff. It's on Peacock. The first three episodes dropped on Thursday. It is such a joy and a balm, much like you said, while the world was crumbling around us. It was so nice to have something that just felt like comfort food. Yes. And like, I remember when it first dropped, how people were like, okay, the embargo's over. I saw the first three episodes. I think it's too dark. I think it just reminds you why <laughs> all these, too it's too dark. It reminds you of why all these people were fired in the first place. Because I mean, yes, is there a moment where Vicky, who is horrible, is talking about being anti-vax and how she's so glad she got COVID last, like two weeks ago, blah, blah. And like, it's a screaming argument with Dorinda, who's very pro-vaccination because she has a brain. Um, yes, but I thought that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think seeing them all together is just such a crazy situation. Like, it's something that you would just dream up and imagine, like, to see how they interact. There are, like, connections being formed you never would have expected, like Eva and uh, this girl, do you remember Taylor from Beverly Hills? Uh, who had the husband who committed suicide. Yes, yes. Uh, and they bonded about, like, being in abusive relationships and, like, raising the daughter of their abuser and, like, how they stayed in that relationship too long and how they can look their daughter in the eye and explain why. And it just is, like, I never even thought of that connection even happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would find common ground in that way. Seeing Jill Zarin again, I have been missing Jill from my screen since season four of Housewives of New York. And, like, unlike some of them, like, I feel like Brandy has been on Big Brother and Celebrity Apprentice and all these other, like, reality stops along the way of, like, post-housewife-dumb. Jill has been, like, kind of nowhere to be found. And, Mm -hmm. like, seeing her, they try to recreate the Scary Island moment where all the girls are getting manicures and pedicures and Jill walks in with a shirt that says, surprise. It's like, surprise, ladies! (laughs) And Phaedra looks to someone else and says... Who's that lady? She looks familiar. Oh, my God. (laughs) The best is that. That's brilliant. Every single one of them assume that everyone else and that in the house like has watched every frame of their show and Phaedra's like I don't know who this woman is you <laughs> like, think they did that homework Vicky's like I don't know who Eva is Phaedra doesn't know who Jill is it's wonderful D- Dorinda starts talking about her uh husband who passed away Richard like with no preamble and Phaedra's like well who is Richard (laughs) it just is so glorious and Eva and Phaedra are coming across so well and we actually just recorded with uh, my friend Janie who has been on this podcast and our friend Glenn we are going to be putting out a special mini series of Two Gay Matt's Housewife uh, episodes about this specific series so if you want to hear my full unfiltered thoughts on the first three episodes of Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Strip alongside some brilliant hilarious women just to keep your new news feel alive take you know refresh 
refresh your podcast app in a couple of days, you'll see a special episode and a few more special episodes between now and the end of the season just because we thought it'd be fun. We have a lot of opinions. We have a lot of things to say. Mm. And we thought we should share it with the world. Oh, shit. Does this mean I have to do like a spinoff Big Brother podcast? It does not, but like you can. <laughs> you really can. Okay, I'll borrow these microphones. Thank you. Um <laughs> With the thing that you said that I love is like it feels like a comfort food because yes. even though it's a different series and everything, it's still like these women who you saw in women in yesteryear. Yes, in these franchises that like haven't been on these franchises in some of them a long yes. time, and so it was it felt like coming back home again. But they're all together. It's the same yes. thing like with Clifford. Like <laughs> this week, it just felt like comfort food. Yes, and and that feels. So good. That's what we needed to because we like this. We will You're not coming home again. Yes, we need the comforts food because we will not have our souls be broken. That's <laughs> thanks true. to Beyonce, Clifford, and Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season two. You won't break my soul. <laughs> you will not break my soul. God damn it! I know. They're, tra- they're trying. They're trying. They can try. <laughs> they can try. Um, I feel more like Big Frida in that song, mm. like the the uh, exasperation. <laughs> Of Big Frida, um, as opposed to the, the, the glorious liltiness of yes. Beyonce in that song. But one day, when all is well, yeah. I will feel like the Beyonce of you that will. song. Be like, oh, they didn't break my soul. We all will feel like Beyonce one day. That's truly the goal. Um, so I think we're wrapping up. Is there anything else you'd like to tell people before we say goodbye? I'm proud of us for being semi-quiet some yes, of the time. I'm proud of us as well. I we did it. We did it. We didn't wake daddy. We did not wake granddaddy. Oh, and by the way, did I even tell you in the pod? They're moving. Oh. Well, well, so long. They will be missed. <laughs> I'm sure they'll enjoy. I new- mean, I assumed that's what it was. Yeah, they're okay. moving to Jersey. So you'll oh, have they're in New so, Jersey. I don't know. Watch out. Hopefully, they're not your neighbors. Uh, you know what? They are in New Jersey. What? Loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Like uh, someone should warn them. Like, they don't know what's going I know. on. Someone should let them know mm. that uh, get some uh, earplugs. They thought I was loud. Yeah, girl. Wait for it. Yeah, girl. This is my home. <laughs> this is my home. Okay, I know. All right. Anything else we need to say to the people before we say goodbye? You're all beautiful. You're all worthy. Yes. And we love you all. (laughs) Get your own comfort food, whatever it may be. And we'll see you next week with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.